Sometimes you just want the quick facts. No opinions, no speculation. I'm Claire Thornton, an audio editor with USA Today. My team works around the clock to bring you the Five Things podcast. Every morning, me and my co-host Taylor Wilson help you know what to keep an eye out for that day. We always have a fresh mix of stories, from politics to entertainment to sports, covering all parts of the country. On Sundays, you can lean back with in-depth episodes about stories you may have heard earlier that week. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite shows and start listening to Five Things today. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds. Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission? To harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms. To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership, saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the Geek Culture Podcast from the USA Today Network. Thanks so much for joining us, and happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Let's meet the crew. I'm Brett Molina. I play video games, and what's getting me through this week is... WandaVision. I really like it. It's a very interesting show. Um, I've been watching it with my daughter, which has been a lot of fun because we watch a couple. Of, we watch the first three episodes, and then we just dig into all the theories about what we saw and what's happening and what's going on. And so it's been a lot of fun. The show's really interesting. Um, I I really like um, Scarlet Witch and Vision together. Um, it's just it's it's a really fun, interesting show. I really like it. I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies. And what's getting me through this week is the comic book Alias, which the whole Jessica Jones Netflix show was based on. It was part of their Marvel Comics' first, like, Max line, which was, like, geared toward, like, sex and, and, and violence and, and, like, a lot of four-letter words. What the Jessica Jones show was based on was this Alias book by, by Brian Michael Bendis um, from the early 2000s. And it's, if you watch the, the original Jessica Jones show, it takes, you know, you see a lot of it in the comic book, but the comic book's so much better. And it delves into kind of more about Jessica Jones's like background and origin story and like her, she has a lot more dealings with, you know, Marvel heroes like Captain America than the show did. So if you'd like the show, go back and and read read alias because it, it's an it's an interesting companion and it, it makes the show a lot better and it, it kind of explores the marvel you know the comic book universe in a really cool way um i'm kelly lawler i watch television and what's getting me through this week is blown away on netflix the second season of which just came out um, Blown Away is a reality competition show about glass blowers, and before you tell me that sounds really boring it is the coolest thing you just watching molten glass be shaped into this crazy stuff that they make. They make milk cartons out of glass and like, you know, vacuum cleaners and other more arty stuff. Sometimes it's kind of cartoony and sometimes it's arty, um, you know, stuff that represents mental health and the mind and philosophy and all that fun arty words. Um, and, uh, it's just really fun. It's a half hour reality series with 10 episodes. Um, 
It's really nice. They don't have time to be catty or dramatic because they only have half an hour and glass blowing takes a long time. So you just see them, you know, doing their stuff and then it's there's really pretty stuff at the end and then someone goes home and then it's the next episode. Um, and it also reminds me of uh, one of our recently departed USA Today co-workers, Susan Haas, who is a glass blower and now doing that full time. And she said to me when the first season came out that it seemed pretty accurate and cool. So I pass on that glass blower stamp of approval. So, okay, now I need to know, what is like the signature phrase they use if someone gets eliminated or if someone advances? You did not blow us away. <laughs> no, they do not use that. Yes, they Excellent. do. No, oh, come yes, on. They do. And then, See, and then the winner. I never want to watch this thing now. Never. No, that's the, that's the <laughs> no, appeal. No, it's stupid. Stupid. Come on. The winner is best in glass. Oh. I mean, some of the puns are no. really bad, but I mean, it's just like, it's like ASMR for your eyes watching the like molten glass is the coolest part. Like that is my favorite thing to do when they like, this glass is like a thousand degrees Fahrenheit and the guy takes two wooden paddles and smashes it on a, a you know, stainless steel table and then the paddles catch on fire and then he like shakes them out and he's like, oh yeah, I'm just holding flaming wooden paddles. No big deal. Well, my mom was in the stained glass for a while, you know, a few years ago. And she had a friend who did, um, you know, glass blowing. And I went with her because I was running some errand with her. And, like, so I got to see it up close. And that it, it's, it is really cool. It is hot as So they're dripping like all up in, in your sweat. face. Yeah, it's not. I'm like, even if you get, like, somewhat close to it, it is so hot. So, I mean, I get the art of it, but I'm not watching a show full of puns. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they they could have said we're sorry your project blows and then kicked you off. There's I, so honestly, many worse ways. That more. <laughs> there are so many worse ways they could have done this. So, thumbs up, thumbs up. If this is your first time listening, welcome. New episodes of the Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. While you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be awesome if you could write a quick review about the show. You'll help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us. And as a bonus, we give you a shout out on the next episode. So please try it out. Tell us what you want to see from the show moving forward. Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod. Or you can email MothershipPod at USAToday.com. Okay, main topic time. Um, It's 2021, obviously. And so that's what we're going to talk about. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out this year, even though we're still kind of riding things out with the pandemic going on. There's still some TV out there, movies, video games, things like that, that we have to look forward to at least while we wait to get out of this crazy pandemic madness. So that's what we're going to talk about is our one pick that we're most looking forward to this year. Uh, Let's start with Kelly. Kelly, what's your 2021 pick? Um, So my 2021 pick is the Netflix adaptation of two book series uh, that are sort of in the same universe by... uh, fantasy author Lee Bardugo. Um, And so the series is going to be called Shadow and Bone, which is the name of one of the books involved. But it's based on um, one trilogy about a character named Alina and then this duology that takes place in the same universe, um, which is about basically a magic heist. Um, So the first series is basically, it takes place in this world they call it the Grishaverse. And um, it's just, it's a magical world. It's really cool because she makes a lot of parallels to like, um, cultures from the world. So there's like a city called Ketterdam that is like Amsterdam. Like this one nation is basically Russia. Um, there's lots of different races and cultures and stuff. And so it's, I love the world building of it because it's just, you know, you you see like in Lord of the Rings, there's like the brown haired people from 
Gondor and the blonde-haired people from Rohan. Like, um, and uh, so the first trilogy is like a pretty standard sort of like chosen one. Um, uh, this young woman sort of finds out she has this really incredible power. There are lots of these sort of witch characters called Gritches who have different powers, um, you know, that have to do with the body or things or the weather. Um, and she ends up being really powerful and she can probably help save her nation. And there's this sort of general guy um, who is either trying to help her or exploit her. You're not really sure. Um, and then later in the timeline, there's this uh, duology called Six of Crows. And it just takes place with completely different characters who are part of a gang in one of the cities. And they get hired to do a heist at this magically fortified place. So it's sort of like... A Game of Thrones heist, basically, is how it was marketed when the book came out. Um, and so I really, really love the books. I like the duology better. It came out later, so it's sort of one of those things where you think the author just got better at writing, you know? Like, the characters are a little more interesting. The, the What it does with genre is more interesting, obviously, because it's not just, like, a s- simple chosen one narrative. Um, and... It's just, it's like nothing I had ever really read before. So they're combining them into one and they're kind of compressing the timeline for the show. So I'm a little worried about how they're going to do it. But Netflix just released photos this week and the look is just so perfect. There's like, it's a mix of like gowns and soldiers uniforms and like um, bowler hats for the gang and everything. And it's just, it's weird and kind of steampunk and kind of high fantasy and um you know, the actors look good. I don't know if they're going to be good. It's a bunch of people I've never heard of before. And it's coming out April 23rd, and I'm really excited, and it makes me want to reread the books again, and hopefully it won't let me down. Game of Thrones as a heist sounds really fascinating, so that that alone has me interested. Yeah, it's interesting because I read the, the heist book first because uh, it was given to me as a gift, and they were like, yeah, the other books are okay, but these books are amazing. And then I went back and read the other books, so I wonder if I would have liked the other books better if I'd read them first. Um, cause it was kind of a little bit of a letdown after the first, uh, the first trilogy, but, or excuse me, the first duology. Um, but I mean, the heist thing is just really cool. And there, there's sort of this, like incorporates things you never thought about in fantasy. There's like a drug that people are addicted to. That is a part of the thing that like makes these powerful, which is more powerful, but then they get like all the horrible, like side effects of addiction, um, like right away, sort of like, so it brings in like that in a weird fantasy way that's like realistic and also magical at the same time it's just i i quite enjoy them oh very cool um okay let me get to my pick um so obviously i went with a video game and the one i went for that i'm most looking forward to is gotham knights um this is from the same um publisher that did all the batman arkham video games um this one is very different though the, you're still in Gotham City. The big change, though, is Batman has died. And so you have a new wave of criminals that have come in and kind of taken over Gotham City. So you have to bring everything under control by playing as other members of the Batman family. So there's four different characters you play with. You have Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin. And so as a team, they're going to work together and they're going to try to restore order to Gotham. Um, I've been a huge fan of the Batman Arkham series since they came out. I feel like it was a huge um, shift as far as video games with superheroes because a lot of the superhero games before that were kind of very mixed and not really that good. And Batman Arkham was just really good at, you know, recognizing 
who Batman was as a character and designing a game that fit that character. And it did a really good job. I still think about how fun it was just, you know, hiding in spots and kind of taking out different bad guys one by one. You're hanging from, you know, ceiling and you're doing all this fun stuff with all the equipment he has. So that part's fun. I like that they're expanding it and introducing different heroes that you can play with now. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to what ideas they have for using all four of these characters and just how the whole story and how Gotham evolves as you play. So that's my pick. Um, Brian, what is your pick for 2021? Well, you probably waited till, till me for last because everything I would cover, it maybe come out this year, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Who really knows? Um, yeah, so <laughs> I think... I, as much as I would probably really like to see Fast and Furious 9, I don't even know if it's going to come out this year. Um, so I, th- I feel like and there's a lot of movies that are coming out that I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm okay about. Well, I, honestly, what I really want to see is Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, the Disney Plus show um, with, the, with the Avenger, uh, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie's Avengers after Avengers Endgame comes out on Disney Plus, I think March 15th. Honestly, I'm more excited about that than Black Widow and Eternals and all this other, you know, all the other kind of movies that may or may not come out this year from Marvel. Um, just because, I mean, Captain America has always been my favorite Marvel character. And even though Chris Evans isn't in the Marvel Universe right now, he might come back, it sounds like. But, I, but this, I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier is very much, it's not like WandaVision. It's straight up, uh, straightforward Marvel superhero show, government stuff. Um, probably looks like to be a search going to be like, who's going to be the next Captain America? And, you know, and that, that goes straight to like the, you know, the comic books I loved growing up because that was one of my favorite first storylines was, you know, Captain America putting down his shield and becoming Nomad and like the government putting in, you know, John Walker as the new Captain America and all that kind of like chaos that came out of that. Um, so I, you know, this, this Marvel show is going to be my jam and I can't wait for it. So one thing I want to ask you related to movies though, what are the odds you think we see Black Widow on Disney plus? Uh, nil. I think, I think, um, so I, the fact that like there's WandaVision and WandaVision goes into Falcon and Winter Soldier and Falcon Winter, Falcon Winter Soldier goes into Loki and then into Miss Marvel. And so, you know, there's going to be plenty of like Marvel stuff on Disney Plus this year. So I think they have they have some room to be like move Black Widow and Eternals and Shang-Chi down the line a little bit without like really throwing a wrench into the works. Um, I think, I don't think they're ready to put Black Widow on Disney Plus yet. I think Black Widow will probably, you know, it's right now it's in May, 99.9% move to fall. And then, you know, Eternals, honestly, they can probably push it to next year, keep Eternals where it is in the fall. And then, and then perhaps, and then, you know, do Black Widow, then Shang-Chi because I, you know, Black Widow takes place before Infinity War. It, it goes back to when Black Widow was still alive. So I think, you know, unless, they probably do have something connective pieces to where the Marvel movies will go. You probably don't need it yet. So you could probably move it down the line a little bit um, without, without messing anything up too bad. Too bad. But, you know, I, I think the Marvel movies, they just want those in a theater. And I think the fact that, you know, there is a vaccine, people are getting it, albeit very slowly, you know, we'll probably you probably won't go into the movies back until until fall, but I think you might see maybe 
you might see instead of waiting like six months between Marvel movies, they might you know they might back them up like two to three months between them, as you know because a lot of them are you know a few of them are done at this point. So while the other ones are getting made, they can start kind of like throwing them out there once once theaters get back and hum, up and running. Well, there you go, listeners. It's your turn. Uh, what are you most looking forward to in 2021? Let's talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at Mothership Pod. Or you can tweet at us individually. I'm at Brett Molina 23. I'm at Brian Druitt. And I'm at K-Lawls, K-L-A-W-L-S. And don't forget, you can email us too. We're at mothershippod at usatoday.com. That'll do it this week. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilot slash producer of The Mothership this week, Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe to The Mothership for free on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, please leave us a rating or a review. We get really great feedback and it helps other people find the show. If Apple Podcasts isn't your jam, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll be there. Until next week, nerds out. Later. Bye.